Welcome to the Two Man Game Podcast. Back for the second week in a row. Our hundreds of listeners need us, Cameron. Hundreds of listeners. Hundreds of listeners. All right, we're going to do the NBA Finals Game 1. We're going to talk about that. Uh, uh, did, how much of it did you watch? 20 minutes? <laughs> not that much. I think I watched the second and third quarter, maybe. Then you saw I was disappointed. I a saw lot of Jimmy a big Butler yellow wave. In, Jimmy Butler get injured. I'm assuming he's fine. I think he's all right. Um, Dragic uh, Bam got injured. Early. Yeah, they Dragic. they all they all got injured. Literally the worst thing that could have happened for the Heat in the game one happened. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this before, and I we were talking about what the Lakers needed to do and what the Heat needed to do. And a big thing was like LeBron and Davis are going to get theirs, but who else is going to produce? Yes, it's, we know they have the but, two best players in the series, but do right. they? Where? How high up with their next couple? Games? And we were obviously like, like Davis and James both had great games. Mm-hmm. Danny Green, eleven points, not fantastic. Uh, Caldwell Pope, thirteen. Yeah, but Danny Green got going from the three point line, which he's been struggling Kuzma, the whole postseason from there. Kuzma three, Rondo seven. Mm-hmm. Um, Morris got in there. Yeah, but KCP they, was hitting. I, I mean, they played good defense. What, what, what they like, what they hit from three, like just overall. Overall, I, I think it was like sixty percent or something because they were on fire. The Lakers, yes, forty percent. I mean, at one point, fifteen of thirty-eight. At one point in the third, I think it was the third quarter, they were thirteen of nineteen when they were up like eighty-one sixty or eighty-nine sixty-one. Um, just, so yeah, well, you, our big thing was there's so many weapons that the Heat had, and then like <clears throat> obviously Dragic. Went down, Bam went down. Um, Butler missed a tiny bit, not really much, but Hero had, didn't have his games that he's been having in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's just he Duncan, 10 points. Did, Duncan zero points. The Lakers just all blitzed him. I think um before the before the series, mm-hmm. I looked at it like okay, so we know LeBron and AD, and we know what they're gonna do and all that. Um, but then I looked at the Heat and I thought. That since the Heat had four players basically that could get twenty in any given game, you know, you got Dragic, Hero, obviously he averaged twenty points in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, then Bam, Jimmy Butler, those four. Then you throw Robinson, a combination of Robinson, Crowder, and Udala. I was like, okay, that's none. Their, their first none seven, too. yeah, none. None had a good game though, but none doesn't really play any meaningful minutes anymore. But I kind of wish he would. Eighteen. I know, but they, I, I wish he would. Like they weren't in playing 20. him. They didn't play him until they were, the game was pretty much like out of reach, and they were down fifteen, and they were scrambling. But no, I think you look at those like first six, seven guys they have, and it's like okay, those look better than the Lakers. But then Rondo does his thing in the playoffs. KCP's been on fire lately. Danny Green, he's he, he's got pedigree, Finals pedigree. Kuzma, knows how to hit shots. Kuzma can get going yeah, occasionally. But he's, he's been terrible. He has been. It. He can, but he. But then even last night, like Markeith Morris was knocking down threes. Um, yeah, all their guys were pretty much hitting stuff. Even Davis was stepping out for threes, uh, and he was just awesome in general last night. But no, I I thought if you watching like the first ten minutes of the game, the Heat actually jumped out to an early lead, and it looked to me like I was like, oh, Dragic is just getting by every Laker defender every time down the court. They have nobody that can guard, uh, like shifty point guards off the dribble and that's what kind of none and Dragic are and they weren't playing none which I thought was a mistake maybe they'll play him in game two but once Dragic went down I was like oh this series is is over because once it was like Achilles possible I think it's like a torn plotter plotar tendon or something like that he's got like 
He's got a plotter tear. I, I don't even know how to say that word. It might be a quick series. Planner. And oh, like, yeah. like, I think so. If, if Bam point. can play, they have better odds, but like, heroes sometimes have to go up, off. Duncan's going to have to go off. Nunn's going to have to play more and go off every game. I think we underrated it's, how good LA is at defense. Yeah. Because this Heat team kind of just discarded the Bucks really quickly, and maybe they're just a regular season fraud that plays with the system and then it gets jumbled up in the postseason they can't handle it and obviously the celtics don't have the rim protectors that la does well, or just the Bam, they don't really have a pin. they don't have a big they're playing like Kelly Olenek. myers leonard maybe like they just don't and then you're seeing like you don't as haslam on the yeah on those switches they would get Crow- davis onto crowder and udall and it's like okay those dudes are obviously good defenders you can hang but- with all of them but Davis is going to score over both those guys or draw fouls or do whatever. Or defensively is what I'm saying. Hey, Davis can hang with all of them. They're not going to score at the rim with him, and they can't shoot over him. They haven't played a rim protector There's, like him. When Bam's not playing, those players are neutralized. No, yeah, totally. Because And then the rebounding margin, and then I, what I, to me the biggest thing that stuck out from like pretty much midway through the first quarter on when the Lakers really took control is they were just getting open threes like left and right i mean they went small obviously like javel didn't even play howard got like 15 minutes and he brings all his fake energy and yells and screams and never does anything and then they take him out and go small and actually just kind of pulverize the heat because why would you when you have it all spread out and you're making the heat chase like it's easier you're gonna have to come up with a totally different game plan because especially because without Dragic, they have like like you said none has to be the starter because he can beat people off the dribble. That's the one thing this this Lakers team has a fault in. Defensive. Duncan Robinson can't, can't guard people, off the, people off the dribble either. No. That's why I think you might have to play Hero more. Because well, we, Hero can get to the rim. <laughs> um, Even last night, like Hero he didn't did score a ton, but, but he he was getting to the rim. He could get into open space. He could create his own shot. I would assume if the Heat are gonna have any chance of winning this series, like he's gonna have to go off in a game or two. Especially if Drogic is done, like just hit a bunch of threes. But to and me, oh, Lennon's gonna have to hit threes too. There was, I don't know, would you watching that game? He hit like eight for eight threes. Which game? It was like a random game in the bubble. Oh, yeah. I just happened he'll to be go off it. occasionally. Like he'll go off, but they might need that type of shit. No, they do, and but that's where you look at it and you're like, oh, they're relying on like Kelly Olynyk making threes, and the Lakers can just show up with LeBron and Davis and win if their bench gives them yeah. nothing. Yeah. Which, I mean, and you look at how the, how the Heat were defending them. They were doubling AD like, every time he got the ball, which then he just kicks it out to LeBron, and LeBron or is attacking Danny a four-on-three offense because two people on Paul Davis, Pope. there's three shooters, one of them's going to be open, and they were knocking him down last night through mm-hmm. three quarters. In the fourth quarter, they cooled off, but still. like when, you're, when, when they go small, they're virtually unstoppable, especially against this Heat team that has to double Davis. Because Bam gets switched off, and then you got Crowder on him, and he's six six, and Davis is a seven foot monolith oh, yeah. center position. I, I think the series is over, especially if Dragic is out. I I I, I, I picked the Heat before. I told my I, I bet them to win, even though I already bet the Lakers back in November or February. But um, no, I was wrong. They, they they're completely outmatched. The Lakers are bigger, more physical, and they have the two best players by a wide margin. What's crazy is Paul Pierce, and I don't know if you saw, he predicted the Lakers in four. He's a clown. <laughs> but it, hell, but he still, might be right. I mean, I, I know it's not, it's based on... Did he say that after oh, the game or before? before? Okay. It's based on with Drogic still, but yeah. They, like Drogic, they might give him like an injection or whatever into his foot before the next game. I was reading up that that's what they've done with similar players that had that injury in the postseason. 
Um, but he's not going to be anything remotely close to himself. And his ability to, like, his main ability in this series is to beat people off the dribble and create for others, which is what he was doing at the beginning of the game. And that's going to be hampered. And that's kind of, well, that's a lot of their offense, especially when you have, when Crowder's not going to get his easy shots. Um, Butler's going up against, you know, LeBron, Davis. Bam, obviously, is, has a load to deal with down low. Like, you're going to need Dragic and Hero to carry a lot more scoring load, and they were not able to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's the injury or hero was just he's a rookie in the finals like I don't know what at this point like what are we expecting if we're expecting Tyler Hero to go win you finals games like you're in pretty dire situation um quick thing about the heat they're still in like next year I don't they're not gonna win this year but I think they're set up they're amazingly. set up very well yeah look I don't know who they're paying that much money but Bam is Bam still on his contract? Bam's only in his third year, so yeah. Rookie he still contract. has another. He's but he's gonna get year. paid. He's Duncan rookie contract, which mm-hmm. is not that much because he's. Uh, none. I think no. I think they have to extend him because he wasn't a he wasn't a first round pick, so he didn't get the four year deal. So okay. since he was like an undrafted free agent, he just signed one year deals. I think so. Um, okay. They'll have to pay him. They're but Dragic is gonna come off the books unless they want to give him thirty million again next year. I don't see that happening, no. and especially if this injury. But look, look, it looked like an Achilles at first, and luckily it doesn't. It doesn't look. Butler's like probably it, gonna but stay. Butler's Crowder's Butler's there for stay. the next three years. Bam's gonna stay. Yeah, they have Hero. But see, those contracts line up perfectly. Where as soon as Butler comes off the books for whatever he's making, thirty plus million, that's when it's gonna be time to extend Tyler Hero. But honestly, Duncan Robinson's like a, the biggest boomer bust player. Mm-hmm. If he's not making four or five threes a game, he's kind of like. He can do other stuff, but it, you'd just rather have Hero or Crowder out exactly. there. Exactly. Like, Hero, Hero's a really good defender. Hero can rebound. He can pass the ball. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see that from... With Duncan, Duncan, I think, yes, if he's not making shots, he's not that effective. But if he's making shots, and he's, he's doing anything, he's good with the, he's good with yeah. the pump fake, and then he'll get into the lane, yeah. and he can dish it. He can pass pretty well and drive. But if he's not making shots, none of that stuff's opened exactly. up for him. So, yeah, he has to do that. And I... I and I think it's worth it I mean, though, to pay good, him. Good defensive teams can neutralize him. He's he's still and what it, like thirteen like, a game like, on like forty eight percent three point shooting. Like he's oh, like eleven, almost eleven. Um, but I mean twenty seven minutes, zero points when your point guard goes out. Can't have that. Can't have that if you want to win this a game. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I think if you just look at their future, to me, they're they're another they're just like kind of like Denver or a couple of these other teams where they've got a or like Phoenix where they've got a they've got a guard and a big man. Mm-hmm. They've got Tyler Hero and they've got Adebayo for the foreseeable future. Those yeah. two dudes are going to be all star level players, I would assume. I mean, oh, I think yeah. Hero's headed for like he could be twenty five a game scorer and wouldn't surprise me in a few years. Yeah, um, on that kind of like Booker Murray trajectory. Because, you know, all the Kentucky guys do the same shit and become all-stars in 20 a game. And, yeah, it's just amazing. To have what would that. this theoretically be? LeBron's fourth? Title? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, we haven't even talked about LeBron yet. big deal. LeBron's, it's his year. Like, it's been, he's oh, had geez. the best team all year. He's been the best player in the postseason. And some will argue all year, although Giannis mm-hmm. is just otherworldly in the regular season. Yeah. But no, it just seems like it's his year. He's got, he's got, he's got people call it his best teammate ever, Anthony Davis. They've got this. I mean, the meme team is like you go through player by player on the LA roster. All of those dudes have wacky things about him. Rondo, playoff Rondo, just his whole career in general, and he's going to probably be a Hall of Famer. Like 
<laughs> Multiple time All Star, All NBA point guard. Alex Crusoe, the balding white guy that can dunk. The, the biggest <laughs> meme role player in the NBA. I mean, JaVale McGee. Remember <laughs> when he was? I mean, everybody makes jokes about him, and then he was actually an Dwight Howard level player. Howard was That's a hell of a MVP one year. I mean, or MVP level player formerly, and then he's Dwight Howard, and everybody hates him, and all the second team, teammates second seem to Lakers, currently hate him. Lakers uh, tenure, I guess. Yeah, after Kobe spanked him on the way out, and was like, "I hate you." And he came <laughs> back, and he's like, "All right, I'll win with Braun." I think you got Danny Green, who's obviously a finals legend for all of his three-point shooting all that. It's just such a meme team. <laughs> would this be Danny Green's third title on a third different team? It would. It'd be wow. his, people are People are like, hey, LeBron, third title with a third team. People are like, hey, Danny Green, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's awesome. No, the Lakers are probably going to be our finals champions, and I don't, I don't like... It doesn't feel that like as big as normal. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because of the bubble, because of everything that's happened, just what's going on in the world in general, or be... just the, that the quality of these teams. Like let's be honest, this isn't the Cavs Warriors. This isn't like the Ca- the twenty seventeen Warriors or Cavs would blow both of these finals teams to smithereens. Like <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Like, even last year's Warriors and Raptors teams are better than these two for sure. Right. For sure. I mean, mm-hmm. this is just I, I don't. We we came into the year thinking it was going to be an exciting year, which it but was. I think in the same situation scenarios where they hadn't played for months, mm-hmm. they go into a bubble where some of their teammates aren't even there, like Avery Bradley. Oh yeah, we haven't even um, mentioned they go, his like, absence. If you have those types of scenarios, who knows how good the Warriors or the Ra- Raptors would have been, given they didn't play in forever and got like eight games to get back to yourself, mm-hmm. and then a playoff. Playoff matchups and that's very true. The 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 Lakers haven't been challenged at all. Really? No, they have nobody that can guard their two dudes. They, they haven't they faced don't. a single team that can handle them. And maybe that's there's maybe that's because there's not a single team that can handle both AD and LeBron, other than maybe like the Bucks. But like I don't know. <laughs> well, hell, the Heat haven't really been challenged either. Honestly, although to be fair, the Heat dispatched the Bucks in in five games. I know the Giannis led Bucks. Like that's a that's a hell of an accomplishment. I know. Even if they get just swatted here in the finals, like you still go into next year and you're like, hey, we're the Heat. No, they have. We should they be have a, a lot one, to look forward one, to. One, two, or three seed next year. Heroes yeah, kind of come into his own in his it'll second be year. A lot. It'll be. Bam keeps improving. Butler's himself. Duncan. I mean, all the. I like that team a yeah. lot going forward. Yeah, I um, do too. I, I mean, yeah, there's a quick thing. Okay. There's no way Giannis comes back, right? There's Next no year? Way. I don't think so. I, mean, I don't know okay, where so he go. He has his one year. come back to the Bucks. Okay, well, do you think, okay, so he has one year left on his deal. It, do you think it's possible he comes back and then leaves? Because why? I thought it was a player option. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's a, okay. I think, so no, yeah, back. he would have to force a trade yeah. if he wanted to leave before the season. I wouldn't which, be surprised oh, if he tries to force a trade. It's possible. Okay, let's let's just open it up right now. Oh Giannis, who, 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 what are the Giannis trades? Like, you'd have to give a lot. Right? Um, I think. Who has a lot that they can give? And by a lot, I mean like young players, a lot, already talented players, young players, picks. Um, well. That would, theoretically. Because I was thinking about the Celtics, but I don't know if they would. There's a team in the East called the Miami Heat. They have <laughs> see. I don't think they would though. Bam and Bam Hero. I don't think they give up those two. Bam and Hero for Giannis. <laughs> I don't think. I really don't think that he would do that. Uh I don't think. 
I th- I think I'd be more worried about the Bucks not doing that. I think the Heat would jump all over that. Look, I love Hero and I love Bam, but like we're talking about Giannis, we're talking about the MVP of the league, we're talking about probably the best player over the next ten years of this. Uh, the NBA. Well, they'd ha- I think they'd have to give up a pick or two, or they another, don't have any another picks really player. left. But, but yeah, yeah, they'd have to give up other stuff. But <sighs> but I, I don't I don't think they'd do that. I don't think why the wouldn't Celtics you? Would You'd do have that. Jimmy and Giannis. You'd be a Finals favorite. They You'd figured out the how to favorite. beat. They figured out how to beat him though. True. But why why take a player that you know how to beat? You know? So that you can pair him with Jimmy Butler and what you already oh, have hey. going and all this and all I, this culture and you get he finally has a a coach like Spolstra, like let's see what he can do with him. He had LeBron well, coming into his prime and now he's, he's gonna, gonna be honest. Get, he's like, gonna get the max deal. He's gonna right? get the super duper max. So they're also though they'd lose Bam and Hero theoretically and maybe Because they wouldn't part. be able to pay him anyway. So how would they be able to play Jimmy? Pay. And pay. Okay. Pay Jimmy and Dragic. No, Dragic is, he's like 34. He's out the door after his deal's over this year. He's 34? Yeah. He's been, he's Damn. filthy. He's been cutting people up That's... for like 15 years almost. Wow. Okay. Uh, Duncan, I'm assuming they'd want to keep him, but they might have but to But you could probably him. get him for, for what, 10, 15 million? Like, I don't imagine a team offering him more than that. You know, there's always weird teams that are like, oh, that we're going to pay him way overpay him for like yeah. 20 million. The Hornets will be like, hey, 20 million a year yeah. for three years. They did that to Terry, and Terry That's, didn't. Well, Terry probably played better in that one playoff run. But but they signed him pretty much based off of that 2018 one playoff run, run. One run. And this is even. There's a whole other season the next year where him and Kyrie couldn't get along and figure out how to play together. There's on always the court, a team and then that they is still desperate for and they overpay for a guy like Duncan. Well, that whole 2016 free agent class. I mean, who who was in that? Like, what, Chandler Parsons? Oh, dude. Oh, Harrison Barnes money. has gotten overpaid. Harrison Barnes got overpaid last summer. He got, like, $80 million over four years from the Kings. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and these are the type of deals that, like, tank your franchise. You're like, oh, wait, a nice free agent soap? Oh, wait, we spent all our money on Harrison freaking Barnes because we couldn't be patient. Yeah, but... No wonder their president got fired or stepped down, whatever happened to him. Well, I'd say I don't know if Giannis will leave this year. I think they'll still give it another year, but I think you do have to change that Milwaukee team up. Like you can't just bring back Bledsoe. Like after what no, he's done the Bledsoe, last two years in the postseason, you just can't. For Giannis to be successful, or Giannis's teams to be he's got, successful, he's got to have guys to shoot. And let's have, be honest, like Bledsoe's not that guy. He's just not. He's not. He that's that's what fucked him over last year too. They're like, hey, like Giannis, they like they did the Raptors did that little. Pack line, that little kind of right the, in the middle the wall, of the paint. They call it, yeah. yeah, the wall, and just try to get past it. We're gonna force you to make threes, and they didn't make threes. They were like, "Hey, Eric Bledsoe, you can take Even as they, many threes as you they want." Have Chris Middleton, and they just like had a guy kind of shadowing him, and then they had the wall, and then they had an extra guy, kind of you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But and that's exactly what the Heat did to him again this year. They would build, they would have Bam Crowder, Butler, whoever, all those guys just kind of down there in the paint when Giannis went in because yeah, the, they're like, hey, Brooke Lopez and Eric Bledsoe, we don't think you can make threes anymore. The Bucks right now, can't. despite how good Giannis is, until Giannis can make a three, the Bucks have, are or Giannis gets a a good shooting point guard. Mm-hmm. The Bucks have are easily neutralized, like especially with teams like the Heat or the Celtics or the Raptors, mm-hmm. they know how to defend it. Yeah. Um, well, I think one of the main problems, and then getting okay. to the finals, they'd have to play the Warriors, the Lakers, or somebody that knows how to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, the, the big issue with the Bucks is they just like other than 
uh, really, they don't have a dude who can create their own shot. Like, Giannis is a lot of transition, just overpowering people. Middleton's a lot of just catch and shoot, just working off of what Giannis creates for him. Mm-hmm. He can do a little off the dribble, but it's not a ton. Bledsoe obviously can't really shoot. I mean, after that, like, DiVincenzo, Lopez, the Lopez brothers, Marvin Williams, Connaughton, like, you look through and you're like, wait, all of these, like, everybody on the Heat is better at creating a shot than these guys. Like, even a Tyler Hero can create a shot easier than anybody aside from Giannis and Middleton on that team. They just don't have those type of guys. So that's why they need, like, a superior system and transition and defense, all this kind of shit, Mm -hmm. in order to beat teams. And then in the playoffs, when it slows down and you need half-court offense, they don't really know where to look because most yeah. of their offense is Giannis bullying people, and he's not going to get the foul calls. Yeah. And when people get when the defenses get tighter and you have to hit all those open threes, they're a lot. They don't know they're not going in because it's the playoffs, pressure, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the defense is just heightened. So yeah. I think they need to change it up a lot. Uh, and if they want to keep Giannis going forward, they better figure out a plan. Because um, you should be building around him like he's Jimmy Butler on the Heat, not. Not like he's your only, like, off- source of offense. <clears throat> All right. But the got Lakers a little off track. But that was cool. I'm gonna that was go back to the game. Lakers though. The Lakers, I think this was the year they had to win, because last year obviously things went south. Ever- this year it opened up, and you had you had the Nets are still a year away. You had kind of a weird East with this Bucks team that we still can't prove anything. And then you had the West where you had you had Houston who gave up halfway through the year and was like, you know what, we, we know we're going to lose Anthony Davis in the playoffs, so let's just go super small and just accept it, which was an interesting strategy of submission by them. And then you had the Nuggets, who, you know, fine. But then the big thing was the Clippers losing, and we that Clippers team was just found out to be a fraud. They thought, they like carried themselves like they were the title winners all year. You hear the quotes from Patrick Beverly and Paul George, like, yeah, the culture, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, wait, well, then why are your two stars sitting 60 games combined? And then... Mm-hmm. You all actually aren't don't have that good a record. The Nuggets are right behind you, and you don't have a big man to guard Davis. Why do you think you're going to win? And then they didn't even get there. So this was the year, I think. Because I think you look at the landscape next year. Brooklyn's coming back with KD, and we know mm-hmm. KD's LeBron's dad at this KD point. KD and like, Kyrie. Just certified father. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how Kyrie and KD are even. I don't care. They're too, well together, but they're... They are um, too good not to be amazing. <laughs> You got you got obviously the heat aren't going love anywhere. The, love the hire, by the way. Steve Nash, what a guy. Love Steve Nash. One of the my favorite players growing up. Him and Alan Alan Iverson, I loved because they were like short point guards. Mm-hmm. They could shoot. <clears throat> but he's like everything I've heard about Steve Nash is that he, Ultimate Players guy. So he's a players very coach, smart. But he's incredibly intelligent. Incredibly. I mean, he's one of the smartest basketball players of the century. I mean, you look at like him, Rondo, Rondo LeBron, yeah. and like Jason Kidd are probably the smartest guys of the century. Yeah. Then hasn't worked out so far for Kidd as a coach. He's not terrible. I he's mean, not. He's an assistant he, coach he for the coach, team that's going to win the title. So I don't know what I'm going to say. He did coach the Knicks. And well, the Knicks so did are, like 48 <laughs> other people in exactly. the last three years. So it's not like that's the easiest job to take on. Like it's not like he had like. A superstar or any good teams, really. It the the New York Knicks treat their head coaching position like <laughs> like some rich older couples will treat their cars. You know how like old, some rich older people just lease a car for a year. They're like, hey, I, I just want to have it for a year. Try out the Mercedes, and I'll try something else next year. You lease. Dave Ramsey hates this kind of stuff. Leasing cars. <laughs> you lease a car for a year, you have it, and that's what the that's what the Knicks do with their head coach. They lease a coach instead of sign a contract. They just sign a lease. 
Like, hey, Fizdale, you're only going to be here a year because we know we didn't give you enough players to win any games, and we're still going to be upset at you anyway. So, <laughs> one year for you, one year for who, Phil Jackson, one year for <laughs> all these guys. At this point, it doesn't Jason matter Kidd, who the coach is. Thibodeau all now, we'll see how long he lasts. All that matters is the manager's giving them all that matters is the players on your roster, and they well, all suck. There was like, a there's movie. a news flash. I don't know man. if you heard draft day. It's a football one, but it can apply to this. It's like the coach is like, or no, it was Moneyball. It's like I'm supposed to coach. You're supposed to get the players, and I'm supposed to coach them. Or manager said that. Yeah. Billy Bean said that. He's like, I give you the players, you coach the team. I don't want any of your input or something like that. Yeah. But it's almost like the managers are like, give putting all the. Uh, the pressure onto the coaches, it's like, why yeah. why can't you coach? Why can't you give me a damn team? Yeah, every time that, something goes wrong, it's never it's it's always, hey, let's just fire the coach and then it's fire the front office. It's like maybe the ownership needs to change. Jim Dolan, we know is one of the Dolan, worst owners. I, everybody, they, I heard like the players have said this multiple times. That the Knicks will never be successful until Jim Dolan is gone. I, I've heard that so many times. It's like a broken record, like superstars being like, I'm not going to the Knicks until Dolan's gone. And they're still going to try because they hired Kenny Payne and World Wide West and Leon Rose, and they're going to try to get Katie or Cat and Booker, I mean, <laughs> into, into New York. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Hey, I mean, I don't know how, how would book, that will work. How would though? Book leave Phoenix, man? Like, <laughs> oh, he probably love Phoenix. Young, single, handsome, mixed kid in his in early Phoenix, 20s. like in a Phoenix? Hot, hot area. Like, mm. I don't know. I mean, he's but taking New York the, is he's taking the Jenner the carousel mecca. for a ride already. So <laughs> New York's the mecca, though. Oh, it's the mecca. Yeah, the mecca where you can go see Alfred Payton and Julius Randle pick and rolls for forty-eight minutes and a twenty-point loss too. <laughs> um, no, but no. Back to what we were talking about the Lakers. So you look at the West next year. Uh, Denver's not going anywhere. Millsap comes off the books for thirty million and. Who knows? I mean, they're going to get better. They'll probably find another piece. They got a lot of young guys. They can, they could, and then Michael Porter Jr.'s progress as a whole, like that dude could be a twenty-five game scorer someday. I, I agree. Then the Clippers are going to come back. You'd have to think they're going to make a move and have a little extra chip on their shoulder next year. They're going to have a new head coach. I, I assume they're going to get better at the big man spot because Harrell at small ball five is not going to be enough to handle Davis. If they get Especially when back, the only other big guy is Zubats. If they get him back, yeah. Oh, but the two stars. Huh? If they get who back? Clippers. Good Harold back. Oh yeah, because Harold's gone, right? Maybe. Yeah, I would assume. I don't think they're gonna be able. I to I think pay he likes him. playing for Doc. Well, so, so he's gone. Doc goes. Or he's just gone. To me, I think he should leave. I think he deserves a bigger, a good con. Because I well, don't think they have enough cap good, space to pay him yeah. the money that they need it's to. Kawhi and Paul. Or also, like I love Harold. But maybe you need to go find an actual big, like because Harold's perfect for what his Harrell, role was. But yeah. then when you were trying to force him at the five too much, to, it's it's not going to work. He was perfect with Lou Williams too. Yeah, um, and that, you have to find a situation where you can play with him, like a guy like that, like, so good me, pick and roll guy. If I'm Atlanta, I go after him, like pick and roll guy for Trey. Great okay. defender, great hustle guy, rebounder. He's going to have nice effect on the culture, yeah, I'd the like leadership. That. Yeah. Well, hell, Problem the Mavericks. Have, I would love the Mavericks. Oh, that would be another one. Uh, but that's a tough one. Yeah, he needs, that, a, needs a three-point shot to go there cuz that team's that team's doing rocket ball with Doncic, so. Oh, I actually love that team with Boban. Oh, that team's fun. Luka's next level. But the, oh, he's another one. You're going to have Luka next year. Like He's ascending to being the best player in the league soon. It's going to happen in a matter of well, I have five to, years. I have to mention my Jazz. 
Your Jazz could make a move? I mean, Donovan Mitchell played probably one of the top three or five, three to five performances in a single series. Mm-hmm. And like almost, I think averaged 38 points, almost averaged 40 points per game in a series, which yes. is like the first time it's ever happened since like two <laughs> other people. Yeah. And one of them also played against him in that series. Yeah, Jamal. <laughs> Jamal Murray. Um, so yeah, the, the West is going to be... I mean, we haven't even mentioned the Warriors are coming back. Who knows? They have the second pick in the draft. Like, they could trade that for There's another so star. There's so much talent in the league, There's and I love so it. There's so many good teams. And if you look this year, there aren't a lot of good teams. Yeah. That Bucks team was a fake. This Heat team's made kind of a Cinderella run. That Boston team never had any big guys. That Raptors team was always lacking star power. And then in the West, like, the two LA teams were by far the best. Denver kind of got fluky and snuck in there and took advantage of a lacking Clippers team. But still, like... Oh, the Russell Westbrook... That Clippers team has a ton of... The, has a ton of the Rockets, and, again, the Rockets... Um, well, not again, but the Rockets. Like, who actually believed that the James Harden-Russell Westbrook combo... Without a center. Would ever work. Without anybody else, really, other than P.J. Tucker and, like, a, a Gordon that hasn't really played very well recently. Like, I read all the... I know all the analytics, but here's some simple things, man. When the other team gets 25 more rebounds than you and 25 <laughs> extra shot attempts, it doesn't matter whether they're twos or threes. They're probably going to beat you. <laughs> Just simple shit. <laughs> like, Covington at center. Covington's like I, I've actually loved classic. watching them though. To be fair, I have Coving- they, they compete on defense. Covington's fun as hell but to Co- watch. What makes Covington so good, good is he's a three and D guy. How mm-hmm. is he gonna? Be? Ah. It's and, fun like, to he's watch getting, them. He's a three and D guy, which is fine. He's getting two to three shots a game. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna utilize Covington well, he needs like five or six. I don't care. I know they already shoot a lot, but he's not getting that much shots. That many shots. Well. To me, like, why don't you go find a big man that can shoot threes? Like, I know it's, like, a really coveted asset, but it's not like they don't exist. Like, there are big men better than P.J. Tucker that could step out and hit a three. And at least get a, get you a rebound or block a shot or something. Like, goodness gracious. I can't believe they thought that was going to work. So, I, think, I mean, they're obviously... I've heard that Harden for Embiid is a trade idea that's been floated out there. Because if... if um, you Embiid and Westbrook, though? No, together? Here's, here's the thing. Mike D'Antoni and James Harden got a little connection. They're, they like each other a lot. D'Antoni's out at Houston. Been names in the rumors at Philadelphia for that job. And then I've, I, this is a pretty like crazy rumor. I was, I was just researching, and I've heard, I've, I've, I was like all the like like hoops hype, um, clutch, like all the all the all the places that have like the rumor stuff. It was doing. They all had this. It was, is D'Antoni's going to go to Philly? Harden's going to request a trade to Philly, and they're going to get back either. Embiid or Simmons, or probably Embiid, and that and like you just let D'Antoni roll with Harden and Simmons. Oh my god, that would be nuts. But yeah, who's gonna have the ball? Ben like Simmons both at center. They're both gonna wanna. They're both gonna want the ball. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's a good thing about the D'Antoni offense. He doesn't let the role players touch the ball. So like you can let the stars have it the whole time. <laughs> so like they got to a point before the bubble back in like. Um, yeah, March. that didn't really work with two stars. To be fair, though, they were they were on a roll with with Westbrook scoring like thirty a game, not shooting threes, kind of being that second guy to where you'd kick it out and he'd just attack the rim, almost like yeah, playing gotta, as a big guy, just scoring all his points in the paint. You gotta have a, then he got injured. A motivating Ben Simmons to want to do that. I was very surprised mm-hmm. to see that with Russell Westbrook, and it still didn't work necessarily because they didn't. All, all the teams with big guys were still <laughs> crushing them on the glass, getting easy buckets. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I just I, I want to see Harden play in a system where the ball moves. Like, wouldn't you love to see Harden play in like in with like as Jimmy Butler kind of in the Heat system where like 
He's passing it. He's moving off ball. He's getting open spot up threes. He's not dribbling the ball twenty times a possession. Like play off ball. Yeah, a little bit. Yes, play off ball, set screens, look, get open, or even look, you don't even have to play off ball. Just have a more fluent offense than just sit around jack threes because it doesn't work. That team's cursed. They're not winning a title with that uh, with that roster setup. <laughs> um, so yeah, all right. A lot of NBA so far. Thirty-two look, minutes. Man, we, we had like four different topics. So we, I don't even know if we're gonna get through two. I feel like we okay, or three. Just a couple more minutes though, because I still <laughs> feel like we never gave LeBron his due. The okay. Man. How 35, 17th season NBA champion on the Los Angeles Lakers, his third team. That's that's so nuts. It's it's dude. Ever since Kobe passed, I, it's just it's, it just it's feels felt, like it feels like it's bound to happen. That's why I bet on them the day Kobe died. I was like, it's just. It just By the way, the Braves scored a run. Yeah, um, I'm not paying attention to the Reds game anymore. <laughs> All we do is look at strikes and swing at balls. <laughs> And that's that. No, but I mean, LeBron's doing some crazy. Like, he's he's a hundred percent of that offense outside of Davis, really, because he's setting up everybody up for those open shots. He's he's getting to the rim. I'd he's barreling down. The, he's drawing the fouls. I mean, it's just you know the stat like uh, points responsible for. So that's like points and while also like assists. Yes. Or like even like the little hockey assists. You know what I'm the saying? Gretzky like the Gretzky stat. Yeah, yeah, the hockey assist and um. I'm curious to see how much that is, or how like the percentage of points, because mm-hmm. I'd be willing to bet upwards of 80 percent, mm-hmm. or even uh, like just points he creates where he'll drive and draw three defenders and leave it off to the other guy. They chase him, he throws it off. They chase that guy, but just the whole chaos he creates by taking up three defenders that eventually gets an open shot. Well, is, that's kind of the hockey. Can, I don't know if he can. Way. Yeah. But, but just like creating chaos on defense to where they're scrambling and eventually you're going to get an open bucket four or five passes later. Mm-hmm. Like even stuff like that, which really isn't measured by Or stats. even like uh, like sometimes he does those like little uh, gets the rebound, kind of starts the fast break mm-hmm. really quick. He's so good. And he'll get it out to like Davis. Mm-hmm. Davis in the half court is like unstoppable. If he's like gets ahead of steam, like is kind of ahead of the pack. He's so awkward him. and extremely talented that you have to like almost foul him in order to stop him seven, from getting his shot off. Yeah, how tall is he? Seven one. I think seven? he's six ten. Okay, six eleven. He's taller. He looks so much bigger than six ten, six eleven. But his arm is just massive. Like, it's amazing. I, I've never seen a big guy like that run the way he does. And he doesn't look good doing it. Like he just looks awkward whenever he's out there doing anything. And it's not like he's one of these but like. He, but it all. But it also, he acts like it's easy. I guess it maybe not look great, but he makes it look easy. I don't, I don't make, know if that makes sense. He makes yeah. I know what you're saying. He makes stuff that six ten and six eleven people shouldn't be doing. He makes look easy and routine. Yes, routine. I guess yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like even Bam who's one of the most athletic bigs in the entire league, is just, like, hands on his knees, struggling to keep up with this dude up and down the court because Davis is just, so, like, he gets out on the break quick. He, mm. he flies in transition. He does all that kind of stuff. Um, all right, so LeBron's probably going to win his fourth title. We'll talk about the GOAT discussion later. I still think he's second forever. but Second forever? Yeah. I don't, what if he wins, like, a few more? If he wins a few more? If he, if he three-peats in, in, in L.A., yeah, he can be the GOAT, I guess. <laughs> Um, that's not happening because this team. Also, if he three peats in LA, Anthony Davis will be the best player on the next two teams. That dude, he might be the best player on this team. 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to LeBron just because how much he creates on offense, but defensively, that team is anchored on this team. This is the best player he's played with. I mean, Dwayne Wade was up there, but he wasn't necessarily in his prime. But he played with him one year. He was in his prime, but they didn't even win the title that year. That was that was 2011. Was, that was the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, 2011. Wade finished like third or fourth in MVP voting, and LeBron was first, obviously. But then that next year, Wade dropped like almost out of the All NBA team discussion. And then they so. won. And they won. Yeah, because LeBron took over and was doing everything. Because that first year, they couldn't, like, Wade would take shots in the clutch, and then it'd be LeBron, and they couldn't figure out the little yin-yang well, of it until the second year when the LeBron thing is, just took over. I think nowadays in NBA, you have to have a second guy. Oh, you, you have to. I think that's the biggest issue we're looking at with Giannis. I mean, Middleton's fine, but he's a he's a rotation guy. Like, he's a role player that just happens to get 20 shots a game Look and shoots last year, like, the Honestly. Raptors obviously were, like, kind of a Cinderella team. But they, they still have Lowry Kawhi and Siakam. <laughs> yeah. Siakam played great. Lowry played great. Fred Van Fleet played great. Mark Gasol played his best playoff series maybe That team was a two-seed this year without Kawhi. Exactly. So obviously they have weapons. Like, if you took Giannis off that Milwaukee team or, you know, LeBron or Davis off this L.A. team, like, these aren't playoff teams really, obviously. Um, so, yeah. Um, and I think that's – we were talking about with Milwaukee having no, like, real weapons. This Lakers team, outside of LeBron and Davis, doesn't. They don't have a guy that can get an open jump shot. Really. They don't, they don't have a guard that can create off the dribble. They don't have I elite mean, defenders necessarily. Uh, they're I mean, an elite like defensive guards. team, though. Yeah. Teams, guards. Like, Pope's I mean, fine. Date Green's Davis. all right. Bradley was their best perimeter defender, and he's obviously he's, not in the yeah. bubble. And then LeBron's been locked in. Davis is I think just... There's this this year's always going to have an asterisk mark on it. A little bit. But somebody talked about it. The champion counts 100%, though, to me. Right, because... Look at all you're dealing with. But it's an asterisk in terms of it was just an odd year. Yeah, look at all you're dealing with. You played. I I like I I'm emphasizing a lot of they didn't play for three months. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. They didn't know if they were oh, gonna have a season. It was, wait, it was from. It was five months because it was March to August. The, okay, yeah. Five months. They had a couple preseason games, eight games, and then the playoffs. Yes, and then right into it. And like they, I'm emphasizing it because. Like they play eighty two games in a year, so they're they're ready for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And some say they should be less. Yeah, it's a lot. It is. But they're this is all time that they're trying to you know become a team. Mm-hmm. Um, so even you, the Heat, the first year the 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 big three Bosch, Wade, LeBron notoriously started off bad. Started off bad. And they're gonna start off bad, like every team is. Like, people were worried they about the Lakers and, and when they started in the bubble because they lost a few games weren't shooting well. And then, they had to add a guy. Yeah. They had to add Dwight Howard, who everybody thought was done. Like had He what, was cooked. What, what was he last at? Wizards? Yeah, and then he had that that injury. <laughs> those, he had the, those injuries for a while. He missed most of last year, and then he came back, and he's been, he hasn't played for a good team in almost a decade. Like, no. This dude's been in the dumps for years. And then and he comes out, plays a big role because he's, cause he's mm-hmm. got a the team regular behind season. him finally. And just, it's, un- like, I guess it's unbelievable to think that, of how they're, it's, it's any team really. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly the big reason maybe why the Heat is in there. Kind of a Cinderella run, but it's easier to do Cinderella when everybody's kind of on a level playing field a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, the home they just field, have such a there's no home, home court, court advantage, like which helps a five seed. <laughs> yeah, theoretically, the Lakers were the number one overall seed. Mm-hmm. Well, the Bucks were the Lakers. 
The Bucks were number one. Had the best overall. Record. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the Lakers were in the West. So they, theoretically, they'd have home court advantage in every series, and they didn't get it. Still went twelve. They didn't and three. get it. Still have are thirteen and three so far in the finals. Mm-hmm. So I mean, in the playoffs, and I think you that's look a, at that's a big deal. Those two, these two teams that are in the finals, the Lakers and the Heat. If you look at like the common denominator between them both, they have a leader that is locked in. Like mm-hmm. every quote I've heard from Jimmy Butler since he entered this bubble, he's just like business only. They're like, hey man. Now we're opening up if you want to bring family members in. He was like, F that. He's like, this is a business trip. No family, please. Wow. And you can tell that's just the attitude of the whole team. They're they're down to business. They're focused. They're locked in. They're not complaining about the bubble. That Jimmy Butler embraced the bubble rather than complaining about it yeah. or, or well, using it as an excuse like you, Paul George did. You so. have to. Yeah, like you have to. And, and I, I think I, LeBron's been the same way, and that's why those two teams are in the finals. Because LeBron has been locked in, focused, Pissed off the entire. Another bubble. thing that uh, is, dude's dude's been on another aspect that teams aren't used to. Apparently, in these gyms, it's easier to make shots. Yeah. Um, without fans, like just the atmosphere. Cause it, you got like a static background. You know when we went to the Kansas Allen Fieldhouse, and when yeah. we first shot, it just felt weird. Cause felt you can't weird. tell where the goal is because the, the glass, depth perception, the depth is, all, perception. is all uh, messed up. Mm-hmm. So th- it's different playing in these gyms. Yeah. There's not and like every, rows and rows I mean, of every seats, team is every team's facing this, mm-hmm. but you. That's why you have teams like Denver Nuggets and Jamal Murray can yeah. go off for fifty in every game. Donovan Mitchell went off for fifty two. Uh, shit, who am I thinking? Of? Lillard went off Lillard. several times. Like, it's just like once you get into a rhythm when you don't have that's that depth perception good, issue, it's easier just to go catch fire because it doesn't change. Good shooting teams, and I wouldn't say Lakers are a great shooting team compared to the They're teams not, they but played. it's helped them out. All their guys are shooting 40% they in the played, bubble. They played one of the the team that shoots the most threes, the Rockets mm-hmm. probably, mm-hmm. and they beat them 4-1. to one. And this is a team, it's easier for them to make threes. Yes. And they shot a ton mm-hmm. without any really, truly good, like solid perimeter defenders other than maybe Danny Green. Mm-hmm. And Caldwell Pope, but they get maybe, after it. They maybe. chase, they chase shooters, and then Davis and LeBron are so big, it's just hard to get open because they can, they can. Davis or LeBron can get from like one corner of the court to the other in like two seconds with their length, and mm-hmm. that's that's got to be a factor what was when it? you're closing like two, out on shooters. Two dribbles, I think there was one play. It was like ball touched the ground maybe once or twice, and they had like four or five passes. It was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's like perfect. That's what they try to teach everybody, but it's kind of harder to do than yeah. you think mm-hmm. in a game. But it's, um, it's, it's a hell of a year. Yeah, and the Lakers are going to win, it looks yeah. like. So, um, yeah, we'll move on. All right, so next we're doing UK Uvell. There's been some, there's been a little bit of, of beef, I guess, over the playing of the basketball game on December 26th. Um, so you're our correspondent with the Chris Mack the, the Chris the Mac, course, the Chris Mac uh, stands. So, tell us you what. So Mac posted a video what two days ago. This is we're recording this on Thursday. So, this was on like Monday or Tuesday, I think. Yeah. So I'll still kind of start from the beginning. So it was, yeah. um, Mac said something first, right? Correct. And it was like to the media. They had like asked him about the game, and he said something like, "Well, since." We're not since it's our year to have the home court advantage. We want to do a neutral site game because we don't want to waste our home court year on a year where we don't have can't have any fans and we don't get the actual like environment that is basically what home court advantage is. And 
sensible. But yeah. so my thing on that one is, I was like, when I first heard that, I was like, I mean, this doesn't sound terrible. Like, it makes whatever, sense. and it makes sense. And then, but I did, I didn't realize like the whole scheduling days and everything's all screwed up. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody's trying to do a bubble and all ACC this, yeah. games and SEC games. And so I was like, I guess it's fine, like, whatever. And then I saw Matt Jones thing saying he was whining. I'm like, and I thought more into it. I'm like, I really hope Mac isn't trying to, because a lot of people thought that he was trying to avoid the game. And I was like, if that, because I texted you and I was like. I don't think what they are. You, I think he doing? wants that home court advantage. I think, yeah, he <laughs> I wants that. I think that's what he genuinely wants. So I texted you and you said what I was thinking basically was, I just want to play the game. Like, I don't care where it is. Mm-hmm. And I think what he's saying wasn't the dumbest thing to say because, mm-hmm. you know, neutral site game yeah. benefits both teams. Nobody's getting screwed over necessarily because we'd still have fans there, yeah, theoretically. So, I mean, it's not the worst thing. But <sighs> And then he – so, wait, who, what happened after that? Who fired back? Was so John Calipari said he we talked just to wanna... Chris – yeah, and I hope he um, he values or takes into account our prior agreements to play it in yeah. Louisville. Calipari released like a bunch of little like sub tweets and, and messages saying basically saying, "Look, let's gonna, let's play. Come play. on, right. cowards, let's go. Come yeah. on, so, in your stadium, let's just stop effing around and let's get it done." I think this pissed Chris Mack off. I don't know because he released that Twitter video being such a dick. But he, he was such thing. a. But that's how he is. I like. I like when he does here's that shit. He's like, I'm just gonna be here's a dick with a smile. We and talked that's fun. about. The, I love it. Here's the thing. We talked about this before. You said it too. When he was first hired, we were kind of a little disappointed because it's like not in that he's not a Bulbul great fans. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. oh, me, you, and I were disappointed. like kind of like, like the, drama. the fact that there's not as much going to be as much drama because well, there Rick, never was because Rick, Rick Pitino is so, so high easy, up on a pedestal. So in terms easy to of, hate. Yes, creating and scrutiny. And then, like, Wolf fans just hate Kentucky because we can't beat him in basketball. Well, we just hate each other in general. Just like, hate, it's just, just a, it's, it's the most fan base hatred I've ever seen. And I saw one thing. It was, like, the Duke-North Carolina rivalry. It's just kind of, like, we we hate each other, but we'll, all whatever. Of our, like, all of our alumni were from out of state anyway, and so none of them actually live here or go to the exactly. games. That's why our state, that's, that's why North Carolina Stadium's never full do. and Duke only seats, like, 10,000. We so, yeah, they don't have that many fans. Most Kentucky fans, big ones, Grew up in Kentucky, hating Louisville. Yeah, it's just how it is. Louisville fans grew up in Louisville or Kentucky, hating. Because we live together and we have to deal with each other. And yes. on the days where we battle, it's it's bloody, man. The, t- the amount of time <laughs> set in the lunch room, or you know at St. Michael in the lunch we room before. We were cutthroat in grade school, talking shit. Oh, we were about, so cutthroat. Yes. No, like the amount of times that's happened. But the thing is, it's like the the rivalry felt like it was gonna lose a spark. Uh, when Mac was hired, Max, but this dude, he's a, is now sparked. He can be a smirking jerk sometimes, man. He's look, he's fun. Here's why I liked it personally. I know he's being kind of a dick, and but just I, raise the Louisville fan or Kentucky fans hated it. Just boil the blood of the rivalry. But, yes, just boil, boil the blood. The blood. <laughs> but too much with Louisville, we go into the game thinking it's just another game. And then you get your heart ripped and we out, get, and we get beat in excruciating fashion. Because <laughs> this is where I'll credit John Calipari. He his teams are already always ready to play. Oh, they're prepared. Louisville because Unfazed. they have this idea that can they're better than them mm-hmm. in every way, and that's why they do the L's down. It's it's more than just a game. It's about hating the opponent. And Cal instills in them. He makes it 
certain. He goes, if you can, he he tells them before every every year before the Louisville game. He tells them he's like, you can lose every game this year except this one. And the Kentucky fans would love it. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> we're, we're, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It, it's because. I, the Kentucky players come out more locked in, more focused, more engaged, more determined to win, it seems like, every year. And oftentimes, not to say that like we're just so much better mentally prepared, It's we, we do have more talent, usually, and we're usually the better team. But and Louisville's never bad. Like, you all should beat never, us more than you do. Louisville's never, Still. in my opinion, gone. They, it feels like they almost go in scared. They're not, they don't go in being like the fuck you attitude, basically. Like, they play timid. They don't make the. They hesitate to make the extra pass. They don't. They'll, they'll pass up open shots at the beginning of the game. They'll make Jordan a bad pass. Was clear, it was obvious. Like the the games we've won, yeah. the 2013 year, mm-hmm. we did, we you're just came better. out. You're just better. Well, we were better, you're but we also better. came out yeah. like ready to play. 2017. 2017. Snyder 17? was just. Snyder came in with the fuck you attitude. He came in. Donovan like, Mitchell came in confident. Mm-hmm. Dangadell was Dangadell played well. Um, um yeah. and just they co- go into this. And I was surprised we didn't win. To well, two thousand fifteen was tough. That was a that was a good. Like, I thought y'all were team. gonna win last year, but then Maxi went off and Richards turned into yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon in overtime. So yeah. But here's why I like it. We finally can go into a, the game, like, mm-hmm. like it's not just another game. It's the biggest game of the year. Yes. So far, like edge. other than the tournament, mm-hmm. like it's the biggest game of the year. I don't care who you're playing in the ACC; it's the biggest game of the year. Yeah. I don't think we ever had that with Rick. Rick kind of was like, "Oh, it's just another game." Like, not necessarily. He like, tried to he underplay the pressure to not get his guys over amp because I can't. think you, you can tell he was yeah. doing that. You have the game always feels like it starts off like kind of everybody's just all hyped up. Mm-hmm. It's but, amped, <laughs> and it's amped. That's fine. Like it's good. You want people diving on the floor one minute in the game. But the thing was with Rick. Rick, even though he told his players to stay calm, this is just another game. That's not how he ever acted those final years on the sideline of UK vote. He would lose his head those last couple years, yeah. and his players were like, "Dude, this is exactly what you told us not to do." Yeah. And then Cal Perry's over here, just the swaggiest MF in the world, and he's like, "Hey guys, just go out and ball." And mm-hmm. so that's just two different styles. Obviously, Mac hasn't had the talent the last. How oh, they had a talent last last year. year they did, but, but that Maxi, was, that was you all should have. I mean, it was overtime. You all could have won easily. At our, we should have won. We up five with like a minute yeah. and a half left. In Rupp, you could have won. So I don't yeah. even like get that mad because yeah. it's not like we crushed you or dominated from tip to finish. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I think Max got some got some swag. I, I like him. We got. I don't even mind this little video because he threw little like cheap shots in there at the beginning, jabs. and I'm like, yes, that's jabs. what I like. Because Calipari throws little jabs at everybody, and for Kentucky fans to get all pissed about him, like, come the, on, man, like, the balls to do that to Calipari because nobody has ever done that. Nobody's ever. Nobody done that. does it better than Calipari too. So giving it back <laughs> to him on an and then he just tweet and then Cal tweets out later that day just goes, "We'll see you on December 26th. Well, also, also, like if you're UK, you should like this. Like, I love it. You should some invigoration back into the rivalry. Yeah. The yeah. rivalry needed this spark. Even though this is a pretty small one, but we'll see more to come. I don't know if this is small. This might be the biggest like Maybe it's it rivalry might be, like might be bigger internally, honestly. Cal I wonder if Cal and Mac are actually like mm, fuck that I guy. I kinda want Satterfield to do that shit too. Well, after Next Satterfield did play, his whole stop doing the L's down, yeah. like that that was That was soft. I didn't like that. But Well, Satterfield, to be fair, man, you, you 
Louisville, we beat y'all by like 50 points two years in a row. Like, there needs to be some kind of, like, he can't so get I feel like nothing to do with the first one. I know, but he, he like, Kentucky <laughs> football fans right now, we're, we're on, we're high on our own, whatever, our own recent success. So if Louisville, if Louisville coach comes clapping at Kentucky right now of all times, like, no. this is just the one time I wouldn't. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I wish, I was cat like. Satterfield is another coach. Like he'll get you amped for the game, but it's not like he's not gonna act like it's he's the biggest pretty, game. He's a pretty it's, under it's, control it's guy the, in the media and all that. He is, yeah. But he's not gonna act like the game is anything bigger than it is. And I think Stoops does <laughs> exactly. Like he, I know they they body surf him. He's punching through the wall. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like they kind of act like it's the Super Bowl. Like we do for that. But like that's what's the, the same thing in the basketball game. There's we treat nothing it like wrong the Super Bowl. With, there's nothing wrong with that because it's a fucking rivalry. We hate the fucking other team. You know what's you know what's the like one of the greatest feelings in the world? Beating your rival. It's amazing. It's like, one of it's it's like one of the great life highs you can ever here's, hit. Here's my frustration with uh <laughs> Louisville fan base. They get so upset with the L's down, and my brother does too. And I'm like, dude, if you don't mention if you act like you're not upset with the L's down, they won't do it anymore. Because down is just a cool gang sign, man. Like <laughs> that's why we do it. It's cool. <laughs> but here's the thing: if they do it also because they piss us, yes. you, as soon as you mention it, players... pisses you all off. There were L's down. Exactly. All over if the you field. don't mention it, <laughs> then not do it, they're probably not going to do it anymore. Yeah. And I, I'm like, dude, just shut, shut up about it. They they're talking shit. Who gives a shit? Everybody talks shit. Yeah. Like, just let it go. Like, stop whining about it. Be a man. And just get over it. I agree. All right, let's. But right, I think so, that'll also piss off Scott Shirefield next time they play, and I think he'll be some motivation, more prepared. Twenty twenty one. Um. Okay. Let's get to. Let's just talk oh, about be a better the, team our two football teams real quick. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Louisville? What are they? One and two. One and two. Two and two. Okay. We have not com- played a complete game yet. First game. Spe- well, we dominated Western Kentucky. It was. The score was literally thirty. It was thirty-five-seven, mm-hmm. and then they score two touchdowns, and it looks closer than it was. Right. Yeah. Well, they score two touchdowns because our punter first he drops the the punt and it rolls all the way back to the one, mm. so they get a one-yard touchdown. Yes. Second <laughs> one. Second one. He tries to do the running kick, mm-hmm. but he runs to the side right into the defender. So they block it immediately. Look, Louisville punter, you're not Max Duffy. No matter how hard you <laughs> like, try to be. And then Although Max Duffy and did he that didn't same try shit. to do that the first time. And so he lost it on the two yard line. They get a two yard touchdown. Yeah. So that was two touchdowns for Western Kentucky. Yes. But what about the last two games? Miami, I was. Miami not, always seems to beat you all. I don't <laughs> in know. Football. What, yeah, I know. I don't know. The defense played horribly. Um, that's not but shocking. The offense was fantastic. I was gonna say your offense is loaded with playmakers. Like that's what everybody thought was gonna be good all year, and they played great in that Miami game, even though the team still lost. But then that Pittsburgh game, they were a little. Their defense was terrible. They couldn't tackle. They made stupid. Like the game was forty-seven to thirty-four. Okay, and the amount of stupid mistakes that teams just just dumb don't errors. make. Yeah. Like, and it's so frustrating because it's like. Like, there was just one, it was like, our safety just didn't pick up a guy. And they just, just ran. let him go. Just ran away. Let him go. Yeah. No, like, it was like, it was like a, bo- it was like a third and one. And I think they, yeah. it was like, they stacked the box. And the the running back just kind of tailed off to the side. 
and just was wide open. Yeah. Nobody picked him up, and it was definitely safety because he was on the edge. He was just standing there, mm. standing there, and he just catches it wide, like touchdown. Yeah, seventy-five yards. Damn. So I I go into the Pittsburgh game. I'm like, all right, we have a hell of an offense. This Pittsburgh team, though, it's like playing Kentucky. Just like oh. Just a slugfest. Their defense. defensive line is insane. But yeah, uh, so I go. I'm like, we have a good offense. Our defense needed to play well. Our defense plays great. So that's that's my point of we don't haven't played a complete game. Mm-hmm. Our defense plays fine. We they scored allowed 23 points. Which on isn't bad. For the okay offense. Defense, like yeah. they have a quarter, like a full year starting quarterback that could be drafted. Kenny Pickett. <clears throat> we'll see. And. I mean, he's not he's not gonna be anything, but <laughs> okay. Uh, but they allow, they allow twenty three points, and twice the offense puts them in bad positions because of turnovers, and they allow field goals both times. Mm-hmm. So they really only allow seventeen points. So that's not even that bad. No. Okay. Um. Uh, and then the defensive line, like. I don't know if it was how our bad offense line because offense line played great the first two games or that their defense line was so good. Like we couldn't get the ball to Tutu or Des Fitzpatrick because we wouldn't have time. Hmm. It wasn't that their cornerbacks were great; it's that we didn't have time running the ball. We had one seventy-five yard run. You know how many yards we had total for the game rushing? Well, actually, it wasn't like seventy-eight. Oh God, like sixteen more than that. Jeez. So, and another thing that I wish. We're losing the posi- the field position battle every game. That's a so we're team, starting so. at like the ten, mm-hmm. and then they're starting at like the forty. That's another big issue. So they get two first downs in their field goal range. Yeah. Also, Miami makes a fifty-seven yard field goal in college. Fifty-seven like off the ground, like fifty-seven yard field goal. <laughs> what did you see? I have. I, they're like, oh, he's I've never heard of yard field fifty-seven yards. He was taking 70-yard field goals in warm-ups, and he was making them all. Forget about the quarterback. This This guy sounds like the real prospect. No, he he should be drafted. (laughs) It's insane. All right, so so overall thoughts heading into the rest of the season. Obviously, not the start you probably wanted. We have a bye week this week. Then we play Georgia Tech. I think we should hang in business there. Although I like like Georgia Tech's quarterback. He's fun. I do, too. Uh, But they just don't really have any. Yeah, they're... They're, the cupboard's empty. They're changing from a a um, triple option scheme to just regular football. So uh, they got a lot of a, a big learning curve. So there. my so my thing is um, what I want to see is better field position and just consistency on both ends of the ball. Not stupid errors. Not stupid errors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think we'll be fine. And I think we play Notre Dame after that, which we'll probably lose at Notre Dame. Man. You all had a tough start, but it does get easier. Right? Oh, it's way easier because yeah. we have like Florida State, who sucks this year. This, yeah. By the way, this kick was good from like sixty yards. Here, I'll show you the video while I'm talking. All right. Um. So, and then we play like Florida State sucks. I said that mm-hmm. Virginia's not that good. Wake Forest isn't that good. They lost Perkins. Forest lost. Um, yeah. Newman or whatever. This Virginia is. Tech. We play them. So that's another tough one, but that's after Notre Dame. That's by far the toughest opponent we'll have, and they're at or, at or around the same as Pitt in terms of their ranking and okay. their like S and P numbers, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, uh, they don't have as good of a defense, but I think they have a better offense than Pitt. Right. So, so Kentucky, 
the first game of the season was frustrating, but then once you step back and look at you were at the number eight team in the country, it's not as it's not as frustrating. frustrating. Although it's it's still it's, frustrating. It's annoying because yeah. we could have won. Like I guess we lost twenty nine thirteen, and that's a sixteen point. They doubled our score, beat us by sixteen. But the the game really came down to two plays. Um, in the first half, there was that 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 just I, I don't even really need to talk about it anymore. That just terrible call where the dude's in the end zone. His both of his feet are like, or one of his feet is inside the end zone, and they somehow don't give him a touchdown. They review it and still don't give him a touchdown. What I did, He's so clearly in, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely clinically insane. I'll that tell call you why made. I think they didn't overturn it. I don't even think though, there's a reason. Well, so the video I saw, it didn't. you couldn't tell where the ball was. And I know his ball, head. You could tell, though, that he, it was in his hand, and it was I ahead know, of the split. Like, Hold on, no, no, no. <laughs> I know. It's obviously in, right? It's so but, clearly in. There's no but, evidence against it but being in. The, the thing they have to look for is the ball. And if you can't see the ball, theoretically, you can't tell if these, the ball's in, right? Even though his entire body's in. Wouldn't make sense how it wouldn't be. Yeah. But the problem is they're too, they didn't see it in person. How do you not see that in person? You're right there. You I have two line judges. I don't know how you don't see it on review. Like, I saw the ball. It's in. It's in. Like, I mean, you, just because you have it from a corner angle doesn't really necessarily change the fact that the ball was in and his foot's on the line and his foot isn't behind his body. I know. Because for that to be possible, you can't You can't do that. That's impossible. You can't run with your foot behind your – with your body behind your foot. That's just not how it works. And it, all, it was so clear that he was leaning forward. Anyway, but the rest of the – we're good. We're, we, we are a very good team. Do you play? Ole Miss. We play yeah. Ole Miss. I, I'm scared of him. But look, here's the thing. Against Auburn <laughs> – so that play, obviously, we get a touchdown. We're up, we're up, a, we're up six points going into halftime, and the whole game's changed. Because then later on in the game, we don't have to do that stupid fake punt with in our own our own like twenty five yard line where we miss it. Duffy runs into the defender like your punter did, except we were, he was actually trying to fake, not trying to punt. Um, but then this time, then, then they get the ball, score an easy touchdown, and then right before that, the Terry Wilson Terry turnover. I, you forget that he turns the ball over so damn much. He fumbles it. I'm not a big Terry Wilson. Here's like he had like he's he was good besides that fumble, and then he had an interception late. Or no, he didn't. Someone else fumbled, but he was good. He was good. We moved the football the whole game. Receivers got open. He hit him. Our receiving staff sucks, by the way. We don't really have a lot of good receivers. And this is he's good. I don't know who else. Like how many total passing yards he have? And this is the best secondary we're gonna play. Two thirty nine. Like this two thirty nine reasonable efficiency. Do they have a good pass rush? I'm just curious. They have a decent. They have a good defensive line. Oh, by the way, Pitt had eight sacks and thirteen tackles for the loss. Oh boy, that's that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> no, but look at this this Auburn team. I mean, they got Christian Tut. They got Smoke Monday. They got they got all these super talented guys at the cornerback position. So getting open was gonna be tough. And they've got great safeties. So. Look, that he got 239, that he had 239 passing yards, he had a touchdown, um, and there was some, and he was still missing a couple weapons, a couple guys didn't make the trip, whatever. Uh, I thought against the number eight team in the country with a great secondary, that's not bad. You could use Josh Minkins. Also. <laughs> He's the guy, or Jordan Watkins, that was the guy that talked shit about the wide receivers. Yeah, I did. Um, Jordan <laughs> Wilkins, whatever his name was. Watkins. Or Watkins, yeah. You could use him. No, we couldn't. He's not any good. <laughs> I hey, trust the guys we have. He was a four-star. He's f- he, he played for Louisville, and we actually have good, wide, really good wide receivers. We do. But we don't need him. Whatever. <laughs> because he transferred to Louisville, then got his ass kicked, so we like that. Um, he didn't get his ass either kicked. Either way, well, in the game last year. 
Well, his he wasn't team. even there. I thought he transferred mid year. No. Uh, was this after no, the season? No, he was committed to Kentucky for a while. Oh, and then he. Well, and good. then he well, Good, good. You have all the evidence you need. <laughs> um, either way. So, but. I love um, the rivalry. Yes, more of that. So, we're, our <laughs> offensive line's good. Our, our defense is all right, other than the fact that we gave up two short field touchdowns. And look, Auburn, four trips to the red zone, four touchdowns, and an extra point. So, they absolutely maximized their offensive output. And they got put in great field position two different times. And also, Seth the Williams... The field position battle is underrated. It's, just, like, it it's is. crazy. Seth Williams is an, just an absolute superstar. That dude might be the best receiver, one of the best receivers in the country. He's he's just next that level. That catch over... He had a couple catches. Who was it? I don't even know who Kelvin was. Joseph. He had two, he had two oh touchdown catches. Where, I mean, he, he just sna- just totally snagged it. And you're just sitting there, you're like... People are like, I thought Kentucky secondary was supposed to be good. This is garbage. I'm like, dude, like you're playing the maybe one the best receiving core they're gonna face with Williams, oh, yeah. Eli Stove, Mitchell Schwartz, and they got that Shivers. That Y'all can easily dude. steal the Georgia game. I don't think Georgia's very good. I think we're Georgia's good. Auburn? I think we're good. We just all the little things like you're talking about earlier with Louisville that the punt, the fumble, and then the missed call. Stupid those shit. three things, and that's that's like three touchdowns the other stupid, way. Practically, stupid shit. that's that's stupid 21 shit. points right there. Stupid shit. Yeah, I know. And then the, but even after that that missed call, we could have punched it in on the next play. That not was a terrible a, play call. Not thrown a pa- that was a terrible play call. <laughs> you, terrible play call. You you have the best offensive line, maybe, maybe in, in the, the country. country, and then really good running back, the power back. Uh, there is not a time over the last four seasons where we have had a goal to go situation inside the five and not run it in. Well, why and not we? like like Benny Snell has never failed. He has never failed. And then Lynn Bowden rarely failed. The one time I remember it happening was the end of the Tennessee game. But other than that, every single time, it's third and one, third or third and goal at the one. Every time, we're able to punch it in there because our offensive line's really good and we have good running backs. And why we passed it there, I don't know. Yes, that call was terrible, but guess what? You had two more chances. Yeah. And you did a QB sneak, <clears throat> dumb. Our quarterback fumbles it all the time, and he's not a running back, and you didn't give the offensive timeline. Off the line time. Injury block. prone, too. Yeah, and then you throw it on the next play for pick six, but then they call that targeting thing, which was targeting. Um, So, yeah, it, just, it was a frustrating day, but I look at it, I'm like, we have, like, so much more talent than we've ever had before, like, in these last couple years. Like, yeah, it's I still, agree. like, it's, yeah, we're, we're <laughs> legit. On both sides of the line of scrimmage, we are as good as anyone in the, Dude, in the Georgia's league. not good. I'm telling you right now. I think we can pull it off and beat yeah, them. Like, and if they have a quarterback... Hopefully they get. Well, JT. Didn't Jamie Newman leave? Jamie Newman's gone. Yeah. Unless he opts back in. Uh, JT F. Daniels, I They're, think they have. Because they lost most of their but offensive line, a lot of their DBs. People were really thinking Newman was going to be like a Heisman type guy, and I never thought that. But then now that they don't he have was him, he's never bad at Wake Forest. I know. I don't understand why there was so much hype around him. People were like, "Oh, this guy's going to turn into a first round pick." I was like, "What are you talking about?" Sage Sherrod did everything for that guy. He's pretty average. Dude, Sage Sherrod is an elite wide receiver. I know he is. I didn't understand why people love Newman. I was like, he played against ACC defenses and had Sage freaking Sherrod the whole Sage time. Sherrod that guy was, was so good. Amazing. <laughs> Sherrod is Sherrod. Is he still around? No, he opted out. Oh, shit. I'm, gonna fa- I'm so glad about him, that because they could just throw it up to him and he him, catch it every time. Seth Williams, Justin Ross, best three receivers in the country. And oh, dude, I'll throw I, in Jalen with you, Jalen Waddle, and Devonte Smith. Smith. Yeah, I think those are the five receivers. Hey, you um, get to you get to face a lot of them. Yeah, we get to face. I can't wait to beat Alabama. 
Okay. That Alabama. <laughs> we want Bama. I we want Mac Florida's Jones. Florida's really good this year, too. Yeah, Florida looked pretty pretty solid, although they got busted up on defense. By Georgia's overrated. Team. LSU's overrated. You don't well, play LSU. Not anymore. Now everybody knows they suck, I guess. I think Mississippi State's fluke. I don't think they're that good. Their defense sucks. That team. I didn't really watch them. They blitzed LSU with the passing attack they'd never seen before and barely and didn't really run the ball. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that They're continues. Just airing, airing it out. They just just airing got, it if out. you force like four turnovers, you probably win the game, which is not that much considering they throw it sixty times. We have a good secondary too. Yeah. Um, despite that, the Auburn receivers kind of crushed us, but those that's Auburn receivers. Yeah. All right. Is that about oh, it? Miami at Clemson this week. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Next week. That was yeah. Next week. What's the best games this week? I just want to throw them out there. Texas A&M at Alabama. I like Auburn it. at Georgia. Auburn's, Auburn's going to win. Auburn's, gonna win. Auburn's, I think Auburn's actually pretty good. I I, I, I like. I don't know, but I don't think Georgia's very good at all. What I can tell from Auburn is they have a lot of talent on offense. Those receivers and then that running back Shivers plus Nix is getting like he, Nix made a couple plays where he scrambled around in the pocket and like hit a guy on third down like right past the sticks. I was like, damn, that's some pro stuff. Like this dude's so, true sophomore. He's he's going to get a lot better as this Dude, season dear goes along. King. Like I know he's like I don't he's never gonna play quarterback in the NFL, but, but he's good. some of his throws, like running to his left, throws across his body, throws in between two defenders by the sideline, mm-hmm. where only his player can get it. It might have been the best throw I've seen in like years. Yeah, like thirty yards down the field too, and I was like, what the hell? Like, what are we like? The one time we get a pass rush, the one time we get good defense, they does that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and gets smacked right after it. Yeah. Under pressure. Uh, like, oh, my God. All right. Well, is that about we it? We had all the momentum Goss? in the world, and they fucking took it away immediately. Derek King, one. actually. All right. I guess that's about it for this week. We've gone a few minutes longer than usual, but it was a good episode. A little, a little hodgepodge of stuff we got, too. A lot of UK UVL finals. Um, we'll be back next week, won't we, Cameron? Yeah, this is a good podcast. I've talked a lot of content. A lot of content. A lot of good stuff this week. All right. Hour and ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Plus the ad that I'm going to put in the middle of this. As always, where is Chris Early?